Yo, today's QOT is a fixed income is a fixed mindset. Here we go. Quote of the day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to our Finance Friday episode where we talk about all things money mindset and financial literacy. We got Dr. John Martini on the show today. And the doctor is going to share two strategies that you can implement in order to increase your income. And if you are on a fixed income right now, and inflation is just kicking your butt, and you're like worried about, okay, how am I going to survive? He's going to share a story about somebody who was in a similar situation who just went back to what we've been talking about this week. She figured out how she can serve more people. And when you serve more people, you tend to make more money. And he's also going to talk about, there's a lot of stuff in this clip, when people think of wealth as greed. Why do some people think of wealth as greedy and others don't? This is huge. Listen to the entire thing. There's some really great stuff in here. Dr. Demartini is coming up after these words. There's only two ways to increase your earnings, really. Go out there and generate more business by external and internal marketing, right? Or keep the same business and lower your overheads. Basic things, aren't they? The question is, is what's your strategies on both? Have a strategy for both. How do you lower your overheads and how do you generate new business? Those that are really having high values on building wealth will figure out those two things and keep focusing on how they can keep efficiently growing those two areas. How do they generate more business and how they keep their overheads lower so they can maximize their margin? They're trying to maximize their margin constantly. I've got two new systems in technology that I'm about to introduce in the next two or three months. I don't know yet for sure if that's going to work yet, but my suspicion and the probability is very high that I will lower my overheads. It'll be all electronic, and it'll raise my profits. I'm constantly looking for new ways of lowering overheads, raising profits. Lowering overheads, raising profits. Now, some people say, well, I'm on a fixed income. How many of you are on a fixed income and work for somebody else? Just out of curiosity here. Great, a small percentage. That's, that's a real healthy sign then I don't really have to address this too much, but just if you're on a fixed income, in all probability, within two to three years, if you follow what I'm going to tell you, you won't be on a fixed income anymore. You won't be working for somebody else in three years if you do what I'm telling you this week. Because most of the people who do what I'm asking, if they even do a part of it, aren't working for somebody else in a short period of time. They're working on their own. Because some people, by the way, if you are working for somebody else, there's always a way of negotiating more. I have a lady who is in, um, she's just in my program the other day in Calgary. I met her about six years ago. She came to the financial program. She came to a number, another, number of other programs that I do. She was a teacher and she was making $37,000 a year teaching up in Toronto, Toronto, Canada. She said to me after coming to my prophecy program, which is a mind expanding program for seven days, she said, 
I realize right now at the rate that I'm going, I'm not even remotely going to live what I dream about economically. Unless I marry a really wealthy guy, it ain't going to happen. And she just had this realization that that's not how she wanted to do it. Because I asked, I asked her this. I asked everybody to ask this question at the end of their life. Did you do everything you could with everything you were given? Did you really live out the fullest expression of your possibilities and potential? And she said no. She had dreams that she wasn't living, and she was accepting mediocrity in some of the things she was doing. So she said, but I'm on a fixed income. I don't know how to get out of this situation. And so we sat down and we brainstormed. Because a fixed income is a fixed mindset. That's all it is, a fixed mindset. So what we did is we went to her school, and she's a high school that she was teaching at. And I said to her, I said, why don't we come in, and why don't we come and do a talk there? And I, I'm going to go and I'm going to inspire the kids and we're going to start a new paradigm for teaching. We're going to take people who are out in the world who are already, quote, successful in doing whatever they do, leaders in their profession. We're going to invite them to come and speak to this school and we're going to create a whole new system for schools. And she said, that would be inspiring. You're also going to then network with all these people. That's going to give you a cause bigger than yourself to go and meet these leaders. In the meantime, you're going to structure some of the things you really want to be doing because you want to be consulting and mentoring some of those, not just kids, but adults too, and get paid for it. And she came up with these strategies, and we started inviting the people to come to speak. I was one of them. I, I spearheaded it. And all of a sudden, she got noticed by the, the people at the school, and then some other schools in the region of Canada started noticing what she was doing, because all of a sudden, the overall productivity and education of that school went up. The kids started getting better uh, outcomes. Because they got inspired by leaders, got possibility thinking, you see. She all of a sudden got an opportunity to head up a new division in the educational system, got a higher salary, all of a sudden started doing consulting and speaking on the side on other educational systems. She was with me the other day. She signed a contract for $100,000 for one month's work. She's going to make over a million dollars this year. This is six to seven years later after being in a fixed income. She's got a new book coming out on the market, and she tells some of the story in it. A fixed income means a fixed mind. A fixed mind means I haven't stopped and asked, what else do I have within me that could be of service to other people that can earn me a living? That would be inspiring to me that I couldn't wait to go and get up and do. So she started a new trend. In education... And started doing consulting for educators and, 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 and high school systems. And then moved it over to corporations. Now she's doing corporate and educational systems. And she's doing it and getting paid a hell of a lot more than she ever did before. How to make a hell of a profit and still get to heaven because she's grateful for her life. You know what heaven I call in my new book? Being grateful for life. That's heaven. When at the end of the day you can have a tear in your eye and you can say, thank God I lived that day. That was an incredible day. So put your financial house in order and think about what you can do to lower overheads and increase profits. And the way you can lower overheads is to ask yourself, what are the 20% of the things that I'm doing that gives me 80% results? Because it's, it's basically been proven that 75% of the results you get are coming for 20 to 25% of your activities and find out what those are. I did this in my clients and I shed certain clients 
and I focused on certain clients once I went through and I prioritized my clients and the ones that give me the most return for the least amount of effort versus the ones that give me the most least return for the most amount of effort. And I shed those and I got focused on this and my business went up. And then I did that again a year later and I did it again and shed some more. And I just kept shedding like a tree that grows to the sun. It has to shed branches. You have to shed parts of your life in order to get on and grow new parts of your life. And if you're holding on to the same old thing, you continue doing the same thing, you're going to continue to get the same results. So I had to be able to shed certain friends. I had to value my time. I have now a situation when I'm in Houston, Texas, with the people I used to hang around with, now they call up and said, hey, I hear you're coming into town. I say, yes, I'm coming to town. He says, I'd like to take you out to dinner. Everything else. I said, I've got 30 of you that want to take me out to dinner. If you can get them all together, I'll do it in one night. Otherwise, you're going to have to pay me for my time. I can't do it. I've got too many other important things to do. How many of you understand what I'm saying here? If you don't value yourself, don't expect to ever have money. You've got to value your time and value yourself. The busier people, the more wealthy people have a high value on their time and they use their time most effectively on the highest priority things that are most inspiring to them. And they shed things that are distracting. It's very easy for people, now watch this, if a person has wealth and saving money lower on their value list and all of a sudden you want to transcend them and you want to shed that branch, they're going to think you're greedy because the definition of greed, let me give the definition, you're going to like this. The definition of greedy is somebody who has wealth lower on the value list projecting their values onto somebody who has it higher on their value list. Let me say that again. Somebody that has wealth building lower on the value list labels somebody who has it higher on their value list as greedy and stingy. And the person that has it high on the value list projecting their values onto somebody that has it lower on the values labels them cheap. When I was coming to do this program, I got an email. This is about a month and a half ago. I got an email. Rosa, I didn't tell you about this. I got an email from a guy in Perth. Or maybe you know about this. I don't know. He may have contacted you. A gentleman said, Dr. Martini, I would really love to come to your program. But why are you so expensive? He says, you, you know, nobody can afford that. That's, you know, it's not fair. People like us can't afford that. We would like to come to your program. And so what, I, what that tells me is what? That on his value list, wealth and saving is low on his values. Doesn't it tell you that? So if he doesn't have it, and that's too expensive, then it's low on his value list. I had another guy who happened to be in Liberty. His name is Paul. You probably know him. And Paul uh, it basically said, how come you're so cheap? Your programs are too cheap. You ought to be charging three or 4000 for those programs. I liked him. <laughs> You know what? His value of wealth building was higher than mine. He said I was cheap. This guy said I was greedy. So I realized that when somebody labels you greedy, that just means you have wealth building higher on the value list than they do, and they have it lower than you do. When somebody says you're cheap, they have it higher on theirs than you do. That's all it means. It's just a projection of somebody's values. Do you understand? Don't buy into it. Because next to Bill Gates, I'm cheap. So I wrote him a, a, an email, and I said, thank you for your, your comment. I really appreciate it. Um, but I do have a, a program called The Secrets of Financial Mastery. It's a 12-CD program or 15-CD program. Uh, it's only for 300 and something dollars or whatever. Maybe this would be more in line, and it would prepare you to earn the money and to have the framework of your consciousness to be able to prepare for that seminar in the future. And I sent it off to him. Never got a reply from him. It didn't matter. 
But you got to realize that if you surround yourself with people who think you're greedy and too expensive, it's time to shed the branches to grow to the next level of your life. Do you understand? Because if you're going to hold on to them instead of letting you move on, you're basically shrinking instead of shining, and you want to give them permission to do the same in their life. How many got what I'm, what I'm saying? You got to be willing to shed that and get on with your life. That was Dr. John Demartini wrapping up the week on a Finance Friday. His website is drdemartini.com. You can check out today's entire talk as well as many other talks on an audio program called The Ultimate Wealth Mastery Library. It is by Dr. Demartini. I think there's like 10 tracks and you can find it on audible.com. All right, my friend, I hope you enjoyed this week's QODs and I hope you have an amazing weekend. I will see you on Monday. I'm out. Peace. 